God, you are great. You are wonderful. You are mighty. You are powerful. We worship and praise you. Lord bless you. You may be seated. Again, along with Brother Cooper, we're so glad to have everyone that is in the house of the Lord today. And glad that you are here. I want to tell this center section, be nicer uh, today. And uh, maybe the rest of them will show up here. And looks like they got you outnumbered on this uh, my right side this morning. Amen. But we are glad for all of our guests here. There's so many people that are sick and unable to be in the house of the Lord. And uh, people here and there. But we are glad that all of you have come this morning. Again, we welcome all of you that's come in celebration of the dedication of Brother Jacob unto the Lord. And uh, celebrate with Brother Micah and Sister Aaron today. Lord bless you. And it's good to have Ms. McDowell with us today. Glad that you're in the house of God. Good to have Brother John's mother and sister here with us today. And uh, everyone else, if I've missed you, I apologize for that. Come back tonight and uh, we'll make sure we do better tonight. Come back next Sunday morning. We'll make sure we do better next Sunday morning. And uh, good to see everyone in the house of God. And I'm glad I'm in church today. Amen. 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 I want to make some announcements before I get into the word of the Lord. Number one is, don't forget, Friday night at 7 o'clock is our youth rally. And uh, Brother Garrett from Arizona uh, will be here preaching for us. And uh, we are looking forward to that. And uh, looking forward to a great outpouring of the Holy Ghost. Um, uh, well, while I'm on that, they will need help. Uh, we will have a meeting tonight after church to help uh, with parking and the situation with the parking. Also, uh, if you haven't found a place, I ask all the young couples to get involved in this, kind of free up our young people to visit and uh, to have a great time. But we'll need help serving and uh, help taking care of the gym after church. So don't forget that. Uh, and uh, you can see Sister Angela after service and get your name on the list. If uh, you don't want to do that, we'll just go ahead and put, on, put your name on the list for you. But anyway, uh, be a blessing and uh, don't forget that. We're looking forward to God doing something great for us. And then next Sunday, next Sunday morning and Sunday night, Brother Garrett, the good Lord willing, will be staying over with us and preaching Sunday morning and Sunday night. He's a great a man of God, wonderful preacher, and we're looking forward to that. And uh, I want to uh, make some announcements of things that are coming up in February also. And uh, number one, we will have our annual business meeting February the 6th. That's on a Tuesday night, uh, separate from a church night. But we will have our business meeting on February the 6th. So uh, any member of the church is more than welcome to show up. Whatever you want to do, it does not matter to me if there's... Uh, 200 or two here, I'll still have the business meeting. So remember that February the 6th. Also, our communion service will be February the 11th. We're going to do something a little bit different uh, this year, and that is on a Sunday. On a Sunday night, we're going to celebrate that service, and uh, so that is February the 11th. So be in preparation for that. There will be a singers and musicians meeting February the 12th on a Monday night. So don't forget that. You can mark all of these things down. I want you to attend if you are a singer, if you um, 
want to sing, you need to be there. If you are a musician or want to be, you need to be there. So that is February the 12th. Also, we want to pray especially for Brother Griffin. Ask the Lord to give him a touch. Also, Sister Griffin was sick and under the weather. Ask the Lord to touch her. Sister Bergeron needs a touch from the Lord, and uh, she is doing better, but she is still in rehab, and uh, she goes back to the doctor this week to get some more tests done, and uh, we ask the Lord that he would perform a miracle in her body and heal her. Sister Shirley Stevens is under the weather today. Let's ask the Lord to touch her. Uh, let's pray for Sister Carrie's Smith's mother. Needs a touch from the Lord. And uh, I know a God that is a healer. Amen. I know a God that's still a miracle worker. There is nothing that's too hard for God. And I want to tell you today, if you're here and you need something from the Lord, you're at the right place. If you need a touch from God, it's the right time. If you need direction from the Lord, you're at the right place to get direction from the Lord. Amen. Not because I'm here, not because I'm preaching, but because God's here and God's going to do a work in this house today. I'm looking forward to God doing something this morning in this service. How about you? Amen. Amen. If you have your Bibles, let's all stand. Let's turn to 2 Corinthians chapter number 4. 2 Corinthians chapter number 4 and verse number 3 and verse number 4. 2 Corinthians 4 verses 3 and 4. I'm going to read a couple of passages of scripture there and uh, try my best to give you what I feel like the Lord has laid on my heart for this service this morning. And uh, I want to uh, read here verse number 3. But if, uh, if our gospel be hid... It is hid to them that are lost. But if our gospel be hid, it is hid unto them that are lost. In whom the God of this world hath blinded the minds of them which believe not. Now look very closely at what the scripture is telling us here. In whom the God... Of this world had blinded the minds of them which believe not. Lest the light of this glorious gospel of Christ, who is in the image of God, should shine unto them. Amen. Let's put our Bibles down. Let's lift our hands and lift our voices toward God and ask God to help us today. God, we are depending upon you. Our faith and our confidence and our trust and our hope is in you. I am nothing without you. I pray, Lord, for the anointing of the Holy Ghost. Let the glory of God fill this house. Open up the windows of heaven this morning. Open up our hearts, our spirits to the understanding and knowledge of your word. Touch me, O God. Touch us today. Why don't somebody just say, touch me, O God, in Jesus' name. Let's give the Lord a hand clap of praise. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Lord bless you. You may be seated. I want to talk to us for the next few moments this morning from this subject. I have a title and then maybe just a subtitle here. My title is Revealing the Hidden Gospel. Revealing the Hidden Gospel. And then my subtitle would be It's Time to Reach. It is time 
to reach. As I, I look in the Word of God, and I've already mentioned some of the tragedies of this society and things that we are dealing with today, there is unrest and there is people that are, um, are very upset with each other. And uh, the government is shut down today. It really hasn't affected me to this point. Uh, maybe it's saving us a lot of money. I don't know. We might be better if it all shut down. But, but I, I look for them to get it back up and going very quickly. It's amazing. They can shut the government down, but their checks keep rolling in. But anyway, there is, there is unrest. There is, there is people of different opinions that has this opinion and that opinion. There is a world that is in deep trouble. There is unrest overseas. There's unrest here. There's unrest in many different countries. We have uh, a guy that is trying to uh, scare the entire world because he says he has nuclear uh, capabilities and he's going to declare war on the entire world. And so uh, there is those of different opinions that would look at us as infidels and their desire is to rid the world of all the infidels and and uh, the terrorists in the world today when you go to get on a plane it's it's very uh frustrating to say the least and uh, how they sh- search and and look and it has taken away many of our freedoms and things that we uh we love and we hold so dear but this is not catching us unaware because the Bible says in Matthew chapter 24 that Jesus' disciples came to him and uh, asked him the question and said, Lord, uh, show us and give us signs detailing and letting us know when the end of the world and the second coming of Christ shall be. And the Bible says in verse number 5 of Matthew chapter 24, for many shall come In my name saying, I am Christ and shall deceive many. So the very first thing that he warns his people of is deception. And there is deception on every corner. There is deception everywhere you look. There is so much deception it is hard to find what is truth any longer. I have heard people that said, I know it's a truth because I read it on the internet. I hate to bust your bubble, but that does not declare it as truth. I know it's truth because they advertised it on the radio. Amen. They will advertise everything. And I I think it's very uh, comical in the beginning of the... uh, Somebody needs to turn off their cell phone or something here. but (laughs) Unless that's a fire alarm and we all need to get out. But uh, anyway, there is... There is so much uh, devastation that is going on. I find it very comical that in the beginning of the year, people seem to, uh, they, they make all of these things that I'm going to lose weight, I'm going to get in shape, and, and uh, I'm going to do better this year. I'm, I'm going to do better this year. I just haven't started yet. And uh, so the weather's got to get better. I have an excuse. When it's cold and freezing outside, there's nothing better to do than sit by the fireplace 
and drink hot chocolate and coffee and eat snacks and all of that stuff. It's too cold to exercise. So we're going to do better when it warms up. And then it started raining, so I couldn't exercise yesterday because it was raining. But there's coming a day that it's going to be pretty, and then we're going to have other things to do besides exercise. So we have all of these things. They advertise this stuff uh, in the newspaper and in magazines that, that you drink this and you'll lose weight. You do this and, and uh, you, don't, you don't have to do anything else. It just burns the weight off of you. Well... Maybe if that's all you drink, but I want to tell you, it won't keep you full all day long. Some of it I know don't work because I've tried it before and it does not work. But there's one way that will work that nobody wants to do and that's quit eating so much. But that's no fun. But there is deception. The Bible said that you better beware of deception. And there will many be deceived. And then in verse number 6 it says you shall hear of wars and rumors of wars. And we see that even going on today. We've been in a war for how many years that we've been fighting a war against terrorism. And then there are countries that are in civil unrest that are fighting amongst themselves. See that ye be not troubled. The Bible said Jesus told his disciples... Don't be troubled of this, for all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. And then it says in verse number 7, For nation shall arise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom, and there shall be famines, and pestilence, and earthquakes, and direst places. These are things, these are natural disasters that are happening and are happening even as we speak and has happened in our past. The natural disaster of flooding in our local area, of storms that have come about, pestilence, diseases. I, I don't think that I've ever seen a time where there was so many people who's been sick as there has been this winter. And so many different types of flu. There is pestilence. That's what it's meaning. Just diseases. There, the more the doctors try to come up with cures for diseases, the more diseases seem to come and to take place in the society that we live in today. Earthquakes. And there are earthquakes in direst places. We have all read in the last few weeks about earthquakes that has been taking places. So we are living in tragic circumstances. We are living in, uh, I believe, without a shadow of a doubt. We are living in the last times. Amen. We are living in the end time. We are living in the last days. Now, I don't know if the Lord's going to come back today. I don't know if the Lord's going to come back tomorrow. You can argue that till you're blue in the face and you're still never going to find the answer. He never told us when he is coming, but he gave us indications that are leading up to his coming. And I see these things being fulfilled as we are gathered here today. Amen. But when I look at society and as wicked and perverse as the world is, it seems like uh, the, the movie industry is getting even more wicked and perverse. The world, society, it seems like 
that we are living in a society that says if it feels good, just do it. Don't worry about the consequences. Don't worry about morals. Don't worry about this. Don't worry about that. But do whatever you feel a desire to do. Living without restraints. But in this wicked and perverse time that we are living in, God, God has got a job for the believers to do. Amen. Amen. You see, there is people that no matter how bad the world is, there are people that are still hungry for God. There is people that are still looking for God. That's the reason why people look in alcohol. And I want to tell you, your hope is not in the bottom of a bottle. Amen. People look for drugs that their hope is in the end of a needle. But I want to tell you that hope is not there. That help is not there. Amen. But there is a hunger. There is a desire in the hearts of man trying to satisfy a longing that God has created in the hearts and the souls of every individual. Can I tell you today, in every one of us that is here, there is a God-shaped hole in all of us that only God can fill it. People has tried to fill it from the very beginning of time with sins and with activities and with different cultures and different things, but there is nothing that will fill that void but God. There is nothing that can fill that void but God. Amen. So I believe no matter how bad the world is, no matter how terrible a society may become and will become if God tarries, there is still a God-created hunger that is in the hearts and the souls of individuals. But it is the believer's job to share the gospel of Jesus Christ. Amen. For an illustration, let's go to the lady at the well in John chapter 4. Jesus said, I must needs go by Samaria. There was a purpose because there was a woman that had a void that only Jesus Christ could see and feel and so while he was sitting there at the well here comes this lady and he begins to tell her the things that have oppressed her and plagued her in her life but you know what happened that lady was not satisfied with just what Jesus could do for her but she realized that I cannot just take it all for myself but I must share it with somebody else And she went out in John chapter 4 and verse number 29. She said, come see a man which told me all the things that I ever did. It is, is this not the Christ? She could have took and sat there at the feet of Jesus and got the blessings all for herself. But she realized there was a greater 
purpose that God had come to her for. Amen. It's time for the church to stand up and realize we are the light unto a lost and a dying and a wicked perverse generation. We are the help. We are the hope. We are the strength that the world is searching and looking for today. Amen. Amen. Saul, we refer him as to as the great apostle Paul. In Acts chapter 9, we find that Saul was on his way to Damascus with an order and a degree to kill the Christians that were preaching and worshiping Christ. On his way, we know the story, there was a bright light shine from heaven. And he fell down and he said, Who art thou, Lord? And the voice from heaven said, I am Jesus, whom thou persecuted. Is it hard for you to kick against the pricks? Amen. But you see, he did not have revelation of the gospel. All he had was God stirred up a hunger in his spirit to search him out and to find the gospel. Amen. You see, we as individuals cannot create a hunger and people for God. Amen. But we can ask God to lead us to people that God has created a hunger in for God. Amen. Because God will create the hunger, but it's up to the church to deliver the message of repentance and the message of salvation through the blood of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. The Bible says in 9, Acts 9 and 17, God told him, he heard a voice from God, from heaven, and he said, I am Jesus. And he told him, said, go to a street called Straight, and there will be a man that's going to come and tell you what to do in Acts chapter 9 and verse number 17, and Ananias went his way. And entered into the house and putting his hands on him said, Brother Saul, the Lord, even Jesus that appeared unto thee on the way. Thou camest, had sent me, that thou mightest receive thy sight and be filled with the Holy Ghost. You see, God created a hunger in Saul. Amen. But it was up to the disciples of Christ to go and reveal the revelation of who Jesus is to Saul where that hunger could be filled. Amen. Again, the Ethiopian eunuch in Acts chapter 8, we find that Philip was on his way to do things and all of a sudden he was translated to a place where the Ethiopian eunuch was. And in Acts chapter 8, we find find the story there and he is opening the book the scrolls and he is reading and Philip says understandest thou what thou readest and he said how can I except some man tell me what I am reading amen in Acts chapter 8 and verse number 31 and he said how can I except some man guide me and he uh, desired Philip that he would come and sit with him 
and Philip explained to him the gospel of Jesus Christ. Amen. In all of the world's problems and all of the world's situations and all of the world's distresses and all of the world's evil, I believe that God is creating a hunger and a desire in society for the word and the blessings of Jesus Christ. But it is up to you and it is up to I to reach out and reveal to them the revelation of who he is. Amen. Amen. Luke chapter 11 and verse number 33. No man, we had, he had lighted a candle, put it in a secret place, neither under a bushel, but on a candlestick. That they which that they which come in may see the light. Amen. What good does the gospel do if it is only for us and we refuse to share it with others? How did you get into the church? Amen. Some of you may have been born and raised into the church. Amen. I was blessed to be born and raised in an apostolic church. Amen. But some of you were here because that someone invited you when you were hungry for God. Amen. Let us get up in the morning time and pray and say God lead me to someone that is hungry for you lead me God to someone that I can knock on the right door that the right opportunity would present itself where I could spread the gospel of Jesus Christ to someone that the message that the glory and the power of God has stirred their heart for a hunger for God Amen Amen. But what I fear in these days that we live in, in these troubled times that we live in, we have the mentality of Gideon that went out and he got, when they were oppressed by the Midianites, Gideon went out to his own field and he gathered just enough to survive a short period of time. And he went and he hid behind the wine press to hide it from the Midianites. All of a sudden, hiding there, there was an angel of the Lord appeared unto him and said, What are you doing, you mighty man of valor? Amen. Why are you hiding? Amen. We have got the mentality of Gideon. God's blessings belong to us. Amen. The things that God has done for us is great and wonderful and marvelous. God has delivered some from alcohol. He's delivered some from cigarettes and tobacco. He has delivered some from the very needles of drugs. He has delivered some from prescription drugs. He has delivered some from ungodly living and lustful desires. And we come to the church and we hide what God has done for us. When there is a world that is hurting, there is a world that is in distress, there is a world that's needing something that only God can give amen it's time for the church to stand up and be loud it's time for the church to stand up and be vocal I've got what you're looking for let me introduce you to something that will change your life something that will make a difference in your home somebody clap your hands unto the Lord right now 
There has never been a time such as this time for the apostolic church to get together. Amen. We don't need to be fighting one another. We need to love one another. We need to realize we're not in a civil war. We have the enemy, the adversary of our soul. I'm not against you and you're not against me. This one's not against that one and that one against that one. Amen. But we know our enemy is the adversary called the devil. Amen. We need to get together. We need to link arms together. And I want to tell you, the busier you get for God, the less time you have to worry about your troubles and your distresses and your heartaches and your problems the less you have time to worry about everybody else that's not doing what they should be doing the way you fix that is you do what you should be doing and that is letting your light so shine that men may see our good works and glorify our father which is in heaven Amen. Amen. We as the children of God, the saints of the Most High God, we as apostolic one God, tongue-talking Holy Ghost, Amen. Blood bought. Amen. Water washed in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of our sins. Amen. We as the apostolic church, amen, need to love people as much as we love truth. Amen. We don't give up truth. Amen. But because we got truth, we don't quit loving people. Amen. We have got to love the sinner with a godly love. We've got to love the drug with a godly love we've got to love our neighbor with a godly love amen that we as the children of God amen can bring truth to a lost and a dying generation how will your neighbor know truth if you don't give it to him amen how will the drug addict know truth if you don't tell him amen how will the prostitute know that there's deliverance if we don't tell them But if we, as a church, we can come to our plush, beautiful buildings and we might sit there looking down our long, self-righteous nose and say, oh... I've been born in this. Amen. This is who I am. I've got a lineage in this. Amen. But I want to tell you, your lineage don't mean anything. Amen. What means something is when you were born again. Amen. By the water and by the spirit. And the Bible said, amen, no adulterer, no fornicator. Amen. No effeminate, no, no profane person is going to enter there. Amen. But but then it stops and it says, such were some of you. Amen. I tell you today, if it was not for God, I would be a wretched wreck. If it was not for the blessings and the mercy of God, I would be a terrible mess. Amen. But I want to share the gospel of what Jesus can do. Amen. 
You might look and say, oh, that preacher's wild. That preacher's loud. That preacher's exciting. Amen. You got all of that correct. Amen. I'm wild. I'm excited. Amen. I'm loud. Amen. And I am thankful for what God has done for me. But I come to tell you today, what God has done for me, He can do for you. What God has delivered me of, He can deliver you of. What God has set me free of, He can set you free of. The same God that loves me is the same God that loves you. The same God that loves me is the same God that loves every person in this world. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There is still a great commission. Lord bless you. You can be seated for a few moments. Amen. There is still a great commission that was given by Jesus in Matthew chapter 28 and verse number 19. The Bible says, go ye therefore and teach all nations. Amen. There is a responsibility of the believers. Amen. There is a responsibility that God has given every believer. Amen. That you would go therefore and teach all nations. It says baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. That is our commission as born again Christians. That is what Jesus Christ commissioned us to do. Amen. Go is still in the gospel. Amen. It never does say that you retire. It never does say that you get old enough to sit back on your church pew and relax but it says go that's the reason why we as a church give over $80,000 a year to foreign and home missions why because we believe in this gospel that's the reason why we give over $20,000 a year in the outreach to our local community and help for our local community why because we believe in the gospel of Jesus Christ amen our concrete parking lot's not worth a dime if we don't spread the gospel our beautiful church is not worth a dime if we don't spread the gospel amen our beautiful chandeliers are not worth anything if we don't spread the gospel of Jesus Christ to let a hurting world know that there is help in Jesus Get your mind off of your problems and off of your, your shortcomings and off of your trouble and give God praise for what He has done and with what you have. See, it goes back to where I started. You didn't think I was making any sense about my exercise routine. Now let me go back to where I started. We as apostolics are waiting to get perfect before we share the blessings that God has given us. We got to have the perfect day. You know, when I wake up in the morning, I'm not really feeling good and I don't, I got to drink my coffee and get everything working and, and uh, before I feel like exercising, by the time I get all that done, you know, I, I got other things I got to go do. And so we are like that as Christians. We got so much 
that we're trying to, God, when I get this fixed, then I'm going to go witness. God, when I get this fixed, then I'm going to go say something. And when God is saying, you don't have to get anything fixed to tell somebody what I can do for them. You don't have to be perfect to tell somebody that there is a perfect God. Don't ever think you're going to get perfect enough where the devil say, okay, now you can be a witness. No, no, no. Get made up in your mind. I've got something I've got to share. I've got to tell somebody what God can do. I've got to tell somebody that there is a better way. But we rather complain about one another. Sometimes we as a church rather complain about society. We rather complain about those who are what we would call a nuisance to society. The ones that we keep, the government keeps throwing money at. I want to tell you, money won't fix your problem. Well, hallelujah. Amen. The government can't throw enough money at problems to fix the problem. There is only one fix to this dilemma that we are in. It's what they don't want in the schools. It's what they don't want in the courthouse. It's what they don't want in the colleges. It's what they don't want in the public buildings. But this is the only thing that will fix it. We have the answer. Reach for the lost. Love the truth. We must love the nations that we are reaching for. Love the communities that we are reaching for. No, I don't love the actions of all the people. I don't love the actions of some of the people that I witness to. But how will they know? Oh God, lead me to someone. And the person that is waiting on you at the restaurant keeps asking you a question. Where do you go to church? Where are you from? What do you do? What do you think is going on there? I want to tell you, you need to seize the opportunity as a child of God and say, God, just open a door. But no, we'll go and say, oh boy, those poor people need help when we didn't tell them. Those poor people need deliverance when we didn't tell them. And we have the answer. We have the help. We have the hope. We have delivering power through the name of Jesus Christ. When God stirs a hunger in people, we as the saints of God must seize upon that and respond to what God has allowed to be placed before us. Amen. Go ye therefore and teach all nations. Reach for the lost. Love the truth. Love the nations that we are reaching for. Amen. Just this past year, I went to Honduras. I went to the Philippines. Neither one was places that I really desired to go. I've preached many camps and different services trying to be a witness, trying to spread 
the gospel. But when I was in the Philippines, I seen the hunger. I brought you back pictures and showed you pictures. People driving for 12 to 14 hours on the back of a flatbed truck. No 7-Elevens, no Buckies in the Philippines. Road bouncing down the rough roads to get to church where they slept on the ground. Slept in the auditorium on a concrete floor. Slept in seats, plastic seats that they had to sit in. No hot showers. A bucket with water in it. No indoor toilets. Outdoor toilets. But when they got to church, it was such a hunger. It was such a desire. It was such a power of God. I seen just weeping and puddles of tears. They have nothing else to cling to. But God is their only hope. They can't get out of poverty. They can't work themselves out of it. But the only hope they have is God. And I want to tell you, there's people in this community that has no way out, that has no hope. If the church don't say, hey, I don't like the way that you are, but I want to tell you the way that God can make you and God can help you and God can deliver you and God can set you free. Amen. How will they know Acts 2.38 will work when the Bible says, repent, be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of your sins, and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. How will they know that that will work if we don't tell them about it? Amen. That is a fulfillment of Matthew chapter 28 and 19. Baptizing them in the name. There is a name that is above all names. And we all know that that name is Jesus. Amen. We all know that there is healing in the name of Jesus. We all know that there is deliverance in the name of Jesus. We all know that there is salvation cleansing in the name of Jesus. Men and brethren, what shall we do? There was a hunger that was stirred up in the people there on the day of Pentecost. But it was up to the apostle Peter to tell them what would set them free. What I see so often is those who complain the most are doing the least in the kingdom of God. We as apostolics need to work in the harvest. We need to work in the harvest. Matthew chapter 9 and verse number 37 said, Then saith he unto his disciples, Jesus said unto his disciples, The harvest truly is plenteous, but the labors are few. What happened to the laborers? There's plenty of hurting. There's plenty of destitute people. There's plenty more out there like Brother David. 
There's plenty more out there like Brother Jerry. There's plenty more out there like some of you other ones. There's plenty more Brother Justin's out there. Pretty much first time he thought about coming to church, he had been on a drunk. There's plenty more people like that. But you see what God has done for them? Brother David used to have all the hippie going on with his head banging, beating his bass. Now he looks like a Christian up there sometimes. Beating his bass. He's still beating his bass. He's just beating his bass for Jesus. Brother Jerry, where you slept last night's a lot better than under the bridge, ain't it? A lot better than a horse stable, isn't it? Got a family. Brother David got a family. Brother Jerry got a family. Owns his own business now. If you'd have seen him 20 years ago, <laughs> you'd have said, oh man, he'd stink up our church. Now he's a great supporter in the church. Brother Justin got a good family. Look at them boys. Although he come in and got one of the better girls. I didn't like it, but Anyway, God's helped us. Amen. There's plenty more. Jesus said, the fields are white. With harvest. But the labors are few. Luke chapter 10 and verse number 2, Therefore said he unto them, the harvest truly is great, but the labors are few. Pray ye, therefore, the Lord of the harvest, that he would send forth laborers into his harvest. The question I have to you today, will you go? What will you do with truth today? Will you hold truth? Hold it near and dear, I hope you do. But will you open up and reveal it to those who you are around? Will you take truth that you hear today and say, Ah, oh, no, I resist the truth. But there are those of you under the sound of my voice today that are hurting. That your life is devastated. That your marriage is in trouble. That your life is a wreck. You've tried everything and it's only gotten worse. Let me, let me give you Jesus today. Let me tell you about Jesus. You see, Jesus does not hide the gospel. As our text has read, But if our gospel be hid, it is hid unto them that are lost. But Jesus did not hide the gospel. In whom the God of this world had blinded the minds of them which believe not. He's put up a blind where you cannot see the truth of the gospel of Jesus Christ. As we all stand today. I can remember years ago my daddy sharing with us a vision or a dream that he had had. <clears throat> he was in, a, in the middle wrestling with 
situations. And, and he said, you know, thinking that this is as big as it ever get, and this is as great as I'll ever do, and nobody else wants this truth. He said, in the middle of this vision, there was, he came into this room, and in the room there was, there was a big green window shade, just a, a blind, like the louver blinds, and it just had it totally shut off and totally dark. He said when he walked into that room, thinking that he was there all alone, he said all of a sudden, a hand out of nowhere just lifted the window shades and opened it up. And he could see masses of people on the other side of the shade. He said he heard the voice of God speak to him. He said, all I've got to do is open up the window shade. And all you've got to do is just keep on preaching it and keep on telling it. And keep on spreading it. There's masses that are still hungry. The busier that you get in the vineyard and in the harvest, the happier Christian you will be in serving God. Let's lift our hands together right now in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. name. If you're here today and you're hurting... If you're here today and you're looking for direction. If you're here today and you're looking for hope and help. I give you Jesus this morning. All you've got to do is step out from where you're standing. Make your way to this front. Lift your hands toward heaven and say, God, I need you. I believe that God has placed a hunger in your heart and your soul today. Let me tell you, God is here and He can feel that hunger. God is here and He can satisfy that longing. God is here and He can perform a miracle in your life. But it's up to you to respond to the gospel of Jesus Christ. He said, whosoever will, let him come and drink freely. Would you come today? Would you come today? As a church, as a saint of God, this morning, would I, I would ask you right now that you would allow God to stir up a hunger and a desire in you for lost souls. Would you come today and say, God, I want to get busy in the vineyard. I want to get busy in the harvest. God, I want to share My part of revealing this hidden gospel. I want to reach out to the lost and a dying and a hurting world. That has no hope and no help in sight. And tell them there is a God. I want to tell you today Jesus loves you. No matter who you are. No matter how far you may have strayed from the things of God. He still loves you. He still cares about you. He still wants you. He still has hope for you today. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. 
in the name of Jesus somebody reach out to the Lord right now somebody reach out to the Lord right now come on church help me right now some saint of God reach out and touch the Lord right now in Jesus name in Jesus name in Jesus name there's hope there's hope there's help there's deliverance there's salvation there's peace in Jesus Christ there's no peace in drugs there's no peace and no hope in this world but there is peace and there is hope in Jesus hallelujah 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 he's the water that you'll drink and never thirst again hallelujah Hallelujah, in the name of Jesus. My friend. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. God, you see the need right now, Lord. We trust in you, God. We reach out for your help right now. We reach out for your touch right now. God, do a work today. Do a work today, God. Oh, Holy Ghost, touch right now. Holy Ghost, touch right now. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Come on, church, let's reach out to God right now. Come on, somebody lift your voice to heaven right now. Somebody lift your voice to heaven. Somebody lift your hands, reach out to God right now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Work God. Work God. Work God. He's the peace that passes all. Work Holy Ghost. Work Holy Ghost right now, Jesus. Touch every heart. Stir us up, God. Oh, give us a desire to work in the vineyard. Give us a desire to work in the harvest, God. Oh, give us a desire to seize the opportunity, God. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, Holy Ghost, help. Holy Ghost, help. Holy Ghost, help right now. In Jesus' name. He's the peace that passes all understanding. I give you Jesus. He's the perfect love that casteth out all fear. I give you Jesus. He's the water that you'll drink and never thirst. My friend, I give you Jesus. I give you Jesus. He's the peace that passes all understanding. I give you Jesus. He's the perfect love that 
I give you Jesus. He's the perfect love that casteth out all fear. I give you Jesus. He's the water that you'll drink and never thirst again. I give you Jesus, my friend. I give you the peace that passes all understanding. I give you Jesus. He's the perfect love that casteth out all fear. I give you Jesus. He's the water that you'll drink and never I give you Jesus, my friend, I give you Jesus, I give you Jesus, he's the peace that passes all understanding, I give you perfect love that casteth out all fear. I give you Jesus. He's the water that you'll drink and never thirst again. I give you Jesus. My friend, I give you Hallelujah. Before we leave, let's all lift our hands and sing this together this morning. Hallelujah, Jesus. Oh, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Praise you, Jesus. My friend. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Again, to all of our guests, so glad that each and every one of you come to be in service with us today. Lord bless you for being in the house of God. Let's remember church tonight. There will be choir practice. You need to be here at 515, practicing for the Youth Rally. Of course, choir will sing tonight. 